0: topic I have selected for our discussion for this Sunday is God's grace. God's grace is a theological subject that needs a deep discussion. Great theologians have discussed God's grace and have come to very clear conclusions. Still, different denominations in Christianity have different opinion about God's grace but the Biblical Christianity or the Biblical church have a common concept on God's grace and my intention is not to make another discussion or to make another conclusion on this subject, rather I am trying only to uh, explain God's grace for laymen, for common men. Let us start our discussion by reading Genesis chapter 6, 8 to 10. We find the word grace for the first time in Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. Let's read it 8, 9 and 10. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now this verse says that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In NIV, the word used is favor for instead of grace. So, Noah found favor or grace in the eyes of the Lord and because he found favor, because he received grace from God, he walked, he lived as a righteous man, he lived as a blameless man and he walked faithfully with the God. What is the meaning of grace? The word grace, as I told you already, appears for the first time in the Bible in Genesis chapter 8 verse, verse 8. Grace is the English translation of the Greek word charis, meaning that which brings delight, joy, happiness, or good fortune. The Old Testament word used in Genesis chapter 6 has similar meaning. It shows or it expresses the concept that those showing favor or those showing grace do gracious deeds or acts of grace, such as being kind to the poor and showing generosity. This is a simple meaning of the word grace. Now we must understand that grace is not a commodity, grace is not a substance. Grace is an action of God, therefore it has a result. So it is not a substance, it has no weight, it has no measure in length and breadth, it has no, no depth or height or something that we can measure like that. It is not a substance, it is not a commodity. It is an action of God and since it is an action of God it has a result or it must have a result. So can we give a definition to grace? The classic definition of grace is the best. The classic definition says God's grace is God's unmerited favor. God's grace is God's unmerited favor. So, it is unmerited divine assistance given to human beings for the regeneration or sanctification. So, grace means that God showered favor and blessing on those who did not in any way deserve it. We human beings, as sinners, deserve. The punishment, wrath, anger and punishment from God. But instead of showing anger towards us, instead of punishing the human beings, God showed grace. Why God showed grace to human beings instead of punishing them? There is no answer to it. And God is not in a position to answer this question. See, kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God runs on kingdom principles, not on democratic notions. In a kingdom, the king need not give any explanation for showing a favor, for showering grace upon a citizen. The citizen may have done a good thing or the citizen may not have done a good thing Whatever the case may be, if the king feels, if the king is pleased to show grace or show goodness to a citizen, the king is free to do it. No one can question the king and the king is in no way to explain any question regarding that. So grace runs quite different from the, the, the worldly system. The worldly system runs on merit system. If if you do good in the school, you will will get good grades and you will get good marks and awards. If you do good or well in the sports, everybody will appreciate you and you may get a reward or a trophy. If you do good in the college, again you will get a reward or a reward of excellence. If you perform well in your job, You may get promotions and a hike in the salary. This is the way the world works. But grace works quite different from it. Grace is not connected with the worldly merit system. The election of Abraham and the election of Jacob explains how grace works. We have, we find no reason in the Bible for the election of Abraham to create a community through which God intended to restore the kingdom of God. There is no reason why God selected Abraham. No reason is explained in the Bible. There are some traditional stories which tells that Abraham did some good things. He uh, uh, he destroyed ...the idols of Gentile worship, etc., etc. But these traditional stories have no proof, no basis in history or in the Bible. And Jacob was selected even before he was born. So no good work of Jacob caused the, the, the the election. And why Jacob's brother was rejected, we have no reason, we have no explanation... Nothing is given in the Bible. It is just the will of the king. It is the will of God. It is merely grace. And when we come to the New Testament believers, in Romans chapter 5, 8, it is recorded like this. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So the verse says very clearly that Christ died for us not because on our, not because we did some good things, not because we had some merit for uh, God's favor, but Christ died for us even while we were sinners, we were living a sinful life. That is God's grace. And in John 3.16 it is said For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So salvation is offered to all human beings, all people in this world whether they are living a sinful sinful life now or not, their good works or their evil works nothing is considered Salvation is offered to all and everyone in this world. There are two dangers, two distortions to grace. One is merit salvation. Now all the world's religion, except biblical Christianity, works on merit system. As I told you before, the worldly system is merit system. If you do good works, you will get good rewards. If you do well in the sports, you will be appreciated. It goes like that. So some of, some denomination, some some uh, sex in the, in Christianity, also believes in uh, merit salvation. Mer- in merit salvation, we have to add our works to what Christ did on the cross in order to go to Heaven. So they believe that the believers who die will go to purgatory, and in purgatory they will end through some religious uh, process, they will end enough merits to go to heaven. This is not right. This is against uh, the basic principle of grace, which is simply the favor, if unmerited favor of God. So this merge system, it permeates the public mind. If you ask anyone in the streets how you can go to heaven or how anyone can go to heaven, the public, the, the, the worldly people will tell you that you must do some good things, live a good life, uh, be kind to some, be kind to poor people and do such things and such like that. I'm not telling that you should not do any of these things. You must lead a good life, you must lead a righteous life, you must be generous to poor people. You must do all these things, but this is not the base for this is not the basis for going to heaven. For if you want to inherit the kingdom of God, the Bible is very clear that you must receive. The grace of God and you must be born again by believing in the grace of God. And it is the grace of God that that offered Jesus Christ as a sacrament for, as a sacrificial lamb for our sins. The second danger or second distortion to grace is licentiousness. This is also very, very dangerous. Some people believe that grace is license. Grace is freedom to live as you like. You are no more ruled by any laws of the kingdom of God. Once you are born again, please keep in your mind that you are born again into the kingdom of God. There is a king, there is a lordship no born again life is possible without accepting the lordship of Jesus Christ. So licentiousness is a dangerous teaching about which Jude spoke in chapter 1 verse 4. Let me read it for you. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped In among you. They are ungodly people. Who pervert the grace of our God. Into a license for immorality. And deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and uh, Lord. So be careful about these two distortions. Or these two dangers to grace. God's grace first saves then trains so understand that keep this in mind God's grace first saves then trains we will learn about God's grace more that it first saves then trains we will learn more about it on next Sunday by 5am onwards please come back visit this site on next Sunday from 5am onwards You will get a new video explaining uh, God's grace. The second part of this this message will be available. And also keep in mind that the video will be available in our site naftalitribe.com throughout the week. May God bless you.